Today, we're going north of the border as my guest is going to be discussing his journey through the football world Canadian style. You don't want to miss this episode of The Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game time! What's going on, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. You know me by now, Shane Larson. I'm your host. Coming to you today on the other side of the border, we're talking northern in Canada. We're going to be talking a little bit about Canadian football, and I've got a great guest on the show, Mr. Jacob Furlot, joining me all the way from Canada. Jacob, thanks so much for joining me for the show this week. Thank you for having me, Shane. Yeah, not a problem at all. And uh, basically, you know, everybody knows my my show by now that's been listening for a while. Uh, I, I like to let people tell their story, uh, their journeys through the sports world um, to, to deliver a panoramic view on sports. So I'm glad that we can actually, you know, get to the Canadian land and, and talk about this. I've had people on the podcast before. I've had a hockey player that plays in Denmark, but he was from Canada. But I've never had a Canadian football player on the show and I'm jacked about this so first off Jacob I want you to explain kind of we, we want to discuss about the Canadian football system so in the United States we have the system of you know you go through the ranks like high school you know college you get scholarship offers or you you wait, work your way to it and then if you're good enough you you go to the professional level how does the Canadian football system work Jacob so it is very similar to the American football system uh, the only thing that would be different is that there is one level of university football in Canada. Um, but there is, however, a junior football league, which is the same age range as um, university football. So it could be kind of compared to junior college uh, in the way that they have their own leagues, championships, um, Except the guys playing junior football, they aren't necessarily going to school, but some guys will play junior football for two years, uh, boost their grades, and then jump into university football. But that is not always the case. There are some players who make the jump from junior football straight to the CFL. Man, okay, that's pretty cool. Then, so they they can go straight from junior if they're good enough. Obviously, go from junior to the professional level. Now, in in the Canadian football system, then what's the requirement of how many years outside of, I guess, your high school? Like in the U.S., you have to be, I think, two or three years released from high school before you can even be eligible to be playing in the NFL. What's the rules for Canadian football? Uh, it's about the same. There isn't. Um, I haven't heard it too specifically uh, because football is. Uh, such a different sport compared to basketball or soccer or something where it's as, there is a heavy skill set needed for football, but the physical requirement is also needed because it is a contact sport. So um, a player coming out of high school isn't likely physically ready to play at the professional level in football compared to Kobe and basketball right right no I got you now that's a really good point like football is like it, it 
it's a different requirement that it takes, like as far as like your physical maturity um, for the safety of your own like, your own well being, I, I guess. So there is a couple years that you know typically you have to wait before you can make the professional level. But going into your story here, um, you played for Queens. Um, can you give us a little bit of explanation? One for the listeners here, the majority of my listeners are in the United States. Um, I want to you know talk about the logistics. Like where is Queens located, and you know do you guys get scholarship offers to play football if you're good enough, obviously, and do you have like what we would call walk-ons that go there and earn their way to admit possible scholarship, or just go there and pay their own tuition but get to play football as well? Like how does it work, and where's Queens located? Yeah, so same thing. So uh, first off, Queens is located two and a half hours northeast of Toronto and about hour and a half southwest of Ottawa. It is right on the tip of Lake Ontario, so it's very windy, uh, similar to uh, places in Michigan or Chicago. Um, So in the winter, um, extremely windy and icy. Um, about 135,000 people or so. Um, it is a primarily university town, so in the downtown area where the university is, it is dead uh, outside of the school year. Um, it used to be Canada's capital at one point. Um, there's a lot of correctional um, systems in there, prisons, jails. Um, but back to football, so... There is scholarships and there is walk-ons, so, but in Canada, they cannot give full scholarships like they do in the United States, um, so they can cover your tuition and maybe help out with some books here and there, but that's about it, um, and there are varying levels of scholarships, and then there are walk-ons um, to, you know, like you mentioned before, pay their own stuff and play with the team that way it's cool to see the comparisons between uh the canadian level and then here in the united states so you're in queens and you mentioned before there's only one division of, of university football there in the united states you obviously have division one division two II, division three then you have the naia and all sorts of divisions and you got juco's and all sorts of stuff but they got one division how many universities are in this one division off the top of your head do you have a, an idea so there is Six teams in the Western Conference, which covers from BC to Manitoba, and then 12 in the Ontario Conference, um, eight in the Quebec Conference, and then four in the Maritime Conference. Um, so, That's Quebec 30, has usually 30. been the, yeah. So Quebec has usually been the stronger team or the stronger conference in the country. Uh, largely due to their players coming in at an older age. So in Quebec, they have a school system called SAGEP. So students will graduate high school in grade 11 and then do SAGEP, which is kind of in between university and high school. They'll do that for a couple of years, uh, build build upon you know whatever degrees they're going to get in university, and then they'll come to the university level at age 20 or 21 as opposed to 18. So by the time these guys are in their fourth and fifth year uh, in Quebec, they'll be 24, 25 years old compared to myself, who's, uh, I'm, you know, 21 and I finished my fourth year of university football. So 
uh, that's quite the age difference. Um, there is also some funding differences. Uh, I don't know too much about that, you know, public versus private. Um, it, I don't think it makes too much of a difference because, you know, you still got to put the work in yourself. It'd just be a difference, you know, some fancier gear. For sure. Okay. So we get a little rundown of how, how it works in the division for university football there. That's interesting to me. Um, now, with you, I, I want to kind of backtrack just a little bit because the majority of people, when they hear about Canada, they're going to hear about hockey first off. And then, you know, you hear about a lot of the, the Canadian basketball players that have been coming into the, you know, National Basketball Association. Obviously, the Toronto Raptors have a pretty solid organization, just can't get past the Cavs. Anyways, basketball is a pretty huge presence there. Uh, so, or Sorry, hockey is a huge presence there. But you don't really, you know, you know that the CFL exists and a lot of people down here, they, they know that, but they don't really think of Canada as, you know, a, a football state or sorry, a football country, my bad football country. How did you get introduced to football? And was that your, your true passion growing up or did you play any other sports as well? Uh, yeah, I played multiple sports growing up, but, um, so I grew up in BC. So BC is a little bit different than the other provinces. I, uh, it's kind of called like the California of Canada. Um, but football, uh, especially American football, is incredibly popular in BC, and it seems more so than the other provinces. Um, so I would say maybe not as big as Texas, but for those involved, like there was a heavy football culture, um, not only throughout school, but also after you graduate, say there's uh, touch football leagues where I've got a playing um after like my first year of university i'm playing with guys 34 years old you know have already played university football um but backtrack a little bit so um my older brother he's 10 years older than me he played football first in the family uh so i'm the youngest of four siblings so i have three older half siblings older brother 10 years older older sister seven years older, another older sister, four years older. So um, I started playing flag football at eight years old and then tackle football at nine. And then from there, it's always been football. Um, I have, I, I did play other sports during that time, uh, basketball, uh, track, you know, some biking here and there. Uh other pickup sports, you know, uh, always enjoyed like baseball, lacrosse. Uh, so I never really tried to specialize <clears throat> in one sport until university, really, uh, later end of high school, uh, just because uh, that's it's proven to be better for you, uh, not only physically, but also mentally as well. It's yeah, like I, I know a lot of multi sport athletes. I just thought it was really interesting to see like how you got onto that football path. And one question for you, Jacob, is you said you met, you were playing flag football. We have a lot of that here too at the younger ages. Um, do you guys from the very like from your youth leagues all the way through, is it Canadian rules with like the twelve men, even in flag football, is it twelve men on the field, hundred and twenty yard fields and and Canadian rules essentially? Uh so B C is unique with that. So I don't exactly remember the rules of flag football. Um but it was uh, American rules in that there was, like, no motion, anything like that. You know, just keep it simple for the kids. Um, but 
communities played Canadian football rules with the extra uh, player in the wagon and stuff. But um, high school, though, it's American rules in BC. So uh, that was that was probably one of my favorite things um, in my football career, playing American rules in high school football. So that's kind of, I would say that's what I grew up with, the American rules of football. Um, Because when I played in community football, uh, which was when I was younger, um, there isn't much of a passing game when you know when you're eight years old. So there wasn't. I don't remember any uh, downfield waggles. Just the uh, just like the one player motioning like an American. Um, But I think we had three downs still. But I know in Ontario, for example, they'll play Canadian rules, but with a fourth down say for like junior varsity or something. Um, but usually grades or everywhere else in the country, grades 11 and 12 are for sure. Canadian rules, university, junior football, that's all Canadian rules. And while you're educating me, you're educating the listeners, and that's what we want here. So it's very interesting how they kind of – I mean, it's different around the country. Now, When is was that difficult for you to transition to university though? Like when you came to Queens and you started playing, and you mentioned to me before we started recording that you're a defensive back. Is it more difficult trying to get used to the the Canadian rules as a defensive back uh, when you're used to the American rules when you were playing in high school? Hundred percent. It did. It did take some time to adjust. Um, Not as much as I thought it would take, though. But it was still. it's it's an entirely different passing game. Plays take so much longer to develop. Uh, there's so much that you got to be mindful of. Um, but as I've gone to play more, I've I've come to love the Canadian passing game as much as you know I love I love the American rules. But <clears throat> yeah, the Canadian passing game with all the motions, oh, it's it's an entirely different game. Like um, my friend and I were talking the other day. Uh, I don't know how, say, a video game engine <laughs> would handle the different motions compared to, you know, how the uh, Maddens run. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> that actually really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I came in, uh, I played field corner my first year, and that's kind of the easier uh, position motion-wise within Canadian football. Um you just got to talk to the guy beside you. So at the end of the day, it's, it's it's not too different. You know, it's just a bit longer each play, a little bit more talking, but it's still football at the end of the day. So obviously you, you picked it up because, I mean, you picked up the, the system pretty well as far as like getting into the Canadian you know, game um, when you got to university because you mentioned, obviously you're, you're taking that next step now as you're pre- preparing for the professional level. And this is where... I want to kind of get into because you mentioned earlier it's similar to the United States. You got your your you know university, and then it goes to the professional level. Let's talk about that real quick. How the whole thing works? Like, is there a combine? Is there a draft for the Canadian Football League? And how did that all pertain to you? Did you go to any of these things to prepare? And were you part of the the CFL draft? So yeah, it is very similar to the United States. Um, except there, there are no pro dates in Canada. So what there are, there is a national combine and a regional combine. So the national combine has its roster set 
fairly fairly soon into the off season and not too long after the regional combines are set. So the top participants from each regional combine would get invited to the national combine. So that was the case with me. So I found an agent not too far into the off season. Some players get an agent their second or third year. I got mine after my fourth year. Um, so found out I was selected for the combine. Uh, I think it was December 23rd. So trained for then. And then combine came. So one of the differences between the CFL combine and the NFL combine is that there is live action in the Canadian football combine. So we actually have 101s and we also have special teams drills. So with, you know, actual blocking pads, uh, full ad- uh, there's no tackling of ball carriers, but there's still special teams drills and 101s. Um, which they don't have in the states. Interesting. Um, you mentioned they they wear pads, right? Like so, you're doing your drills in pads, essentially. Yeah. So there's still the regular testing that the NFL does. You know, 40, 5 and five vertical, etc. Uh, without pads, and then all the on-field stuff. So you see the American players do the on-field stuff without pads. So we'll do same drills pretty much with pads. And then from there, move into the one-on-one. Interesting. And do the quarterbacks throw with pads and a helmet? Yes. Okay. I didn't know that, and I have, I've i been a huge advocate of this my entire life. I always get frustrated with the way that the NFL does their combine because I think it's pointless to have these guys doing drills without pads on, especially the quarterbacks throwing because, as you know, and anybody who's played football, it's a completely different game when you're throwing with shoulder pads and a helmet on. You don't have the same – range of motion, this and that. So I think it's pointless to show somebody throwing without pads on. So I think that's awesome that the Canadian Football League does it that way. Um, anyways, that's that's crazy news. I didn't even know that. So really cool. And so you said you got uh, invited to the – so you did the regional combine, and then did you get invited to the national combine? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. I want to hear how you did in the national combine. Uh, I did pretty good. Um, set a bench PR. Um but the one thing, um, the turf for all the on-field testing was done in a convention center so that the CFL could have. Um, they had this Mark's CFL week, so there was it's kind of like a festival set up, you know, with some stuff for the fans, you know, games for the little kids. So the turf they had, though, was AstroTurf. Um, so that definitely affected things a little bit since it wasn't the grippiest and they wouldn't allow us to run any of the agility drills in our cleats, which is something you would expect to do for football testing. Um, So I mistakenly left my runners in the hotel room. So I had to, (laughs) I had to switch shoes in between drills with another defensive back for the other stuff. So I didn't have the best testing for all of those events. Um, There's also, it, it was just an interesting day. Uh, a cameraman, I believe it was, had a heart attack after oh, linebackers went. So there was an extra pause, uh, like a 15, 20-minute break after he went down. So I, 
kind of I cooled down a little bit too much during that time. So I didn't run my fastest 40. I ran a, a 484 at the national, but I ran a 471 during the regional, which I still believe, or which I know I can go faster than that. So that's still uh, four fives, four sixes, hand times. Um, yeah, interesting day for sure. But I wasn't I wasn't too stressed out over the numbers because I had my game film. There's still you know the interviews and one on ones and stuff. I'd say I had a pretty good day of one on ones. Not not as well as I'd like. Football's a game of inches, so there's a few plays. Made some plays. Other times, the guy was right there when I caught it. You know, I just missed, swung the ball uh, by a couple inches. Um, it happens. You know, it's 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 expected for the receivers to win in one-on-ones because, I mean, it's kind of bad if you don't because you have a quarterback who just has one read uh, no pressure, and you get the entire field to run whatever you want. So uh, I'm not too mad. Obviously, I'd still want to do better. Obviously, you know, you always got to want to do better. Um, but it was, it was just a great experience um, just to meet other players around the country. Got to meet some of my buddies, too, that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, had a good time interviewing with the different CFL coaches. Uh, I'd say I learned a lot over the weekend so it was a great time man yeah it sounds like it was like up and down as far as like there was the extra stress that was added because of your shoes and then obviously you had to cool down because of the unexpected health issues of the cameraman then you know but you're still competing against you know high level athletes across the country that are invited to do that so you're getting better doing that you just have the experience of being there around these successful people interviewing with the coaches i think that's rad um that's 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 crazy cool. So you had the combine, and then c- next comes the CFL draft, and it's just like the NFL. You got the combine, and then you got the the NFL draft. How did that process go? Did you get drafted? And what's the next steps for Jacob Furlot? Yeah. Um, so the CFL draft is a little bit different from the NFL draft, as in there is no kind of New York where the top prospects go you know everyone's everyone in the CFL draft is hanging out with their family likely at home or you know wherever they're staying at the moment and um, happens over one day so there are eight rounds of picks with nine picks in each round overall though there is 69 picks because there's a, a couple picks that were forfeited uh by teams because they got picks in the supplemental draft a couple years ago. I got picked up in the seventh round, not as high as I'd like, but foot still on the door. I'd just use that as motivation, but not let it get to me. So it's kind of funny, actually. So my uh, my high school quarterback uh, came out to my grandparents, and my brother was there as well. And uh, things things were taking a while, you know, to happen. So I was expecting a phone call. I was just getting antsy from being all, being inside for a couple hours, so it's like, hey, let's go inside, throw the ball. Throwing the ball for a little bit longer than I was expecting. I was like, holy. I peeked in the, through the screen of the window, and I was like, what round is it? Seventh. And then I went to go walk inside then. And then as soon as I walked in, closed the door, my name was called. And then so I was uh, picked up by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, seventh round. I'll be heading to their camp this uh this coming week so things are happening pretty quick moving in um training camp for a couple weeks and then 
first exhibition games following that and then into the 18-week season and then playoffs from there. Man, are you just excited or what? Like This is like a chance to play professional football at a high level. Like Canadian football is not a low level. Canadian Football League is a high level, and you get a chance to do that. That's what some people like dream of. And you, whether it be the seventh round, first round, whatever, you got drafted, you're going to play. Are you are you st- stoked? Like heck yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like so ecstatic. Like I'm still absorbing it. You know, like even even like I'm still uh, taking it in from being invited to the combine first. You know, back in December. Yeah, like. Holy man, I, I'm stoked for you, Jacob. And I don't even know you very well. I just have you know met you through this podcast, and this is why I love bringing on guests like yourself, though, because you get to tell your journey through the sports world from the beginning until now. It's not the end yet, but it's the beginning until now, where you've you know you maybe you've gone through some hurdles, but now you've gotten to this level, and I'm sure you'll see other hurdles that you're going to have to go over in the coming weeks, coming years, whenever you're going to head over to training camp here in less than a week. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be some bumps around there too. You're going to have to learn the game. You're going to have to learn the team, the system, the organization. It's it's going to be some bumps, but it's going to be cool. Even, you know, let's say five years down the road from now, you're going to have more stories to tell. Um, and I'm jacked for you, man. And again, Jacob, I'm I'm stoked that you were on the, the podcast, that you could educate our listeners here in the United States about the Canadian system, the Canadian football system and your journey. Now, do you ever, like, I just wanted to, there's two questions I wanted to ask you before I I end the podcast. And one of those was regarding the, I guess, the ambition for Canadian football players. Because the talk of money comes up quite a bit in professional sports, and it's pretty apparent that the, the Canadian Football League, you know, it pays well for what it is, but it's not what the National Football League would be. Obviously, nothing pays essentially what the National Football League pays in regards to football. Do you guys ever? Do you ever have your sights on possibly making it to the NFL one day for a training camp, or do you? Are you set with the Canadian Football League and you enjoy that? I, I just want to know what your thoughts are as far as do you ever want to go to the National Football League, or would you prefer to stay in Canada and play the game because that's where you're at? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, to make it to the NFL, that's that's the goal for. Um, not only myself, but I think a lot of players too. Um, it's also been done by another player from my high school, actually, uh, Bosego Lacombo. Um, so he went to Oregon after high school and then got drafted to the BC Lions, played there for a couple years as linebacker, outside linebacker, special teams, and then um, went down south. So he's with Baltimore for a little bit, and then now he's with the San Francisco 49ers. So um, definitely, and it, it seems attainable for sure. I just gotta keep getting better. Um, the the biggest difference is, like you said, with the pay. Um, if you look at it from just a geographical perspective, uh, I don't think that's the right word, but there's what 10, 10, 11 times the amount of people in the states as around Canada. So if you look at things that way, you know the pay differences don't seem uh, too outlandish to me. Um, yeah, like there's, there's just a little bit of, a bit more hype with the States in regards to football, but you know, hype's just hype sometimes, you know, it's just extra talk. So, um, yeah, just gotta do well, um, keep getting better, keep balling out. Um, definitely have the size, uh, to play down South for sure. I mean, obviously not that, uh, skill oversize any day but uh yeah that's the goal 
Heck yeah, man. Dude, that's I was just wondering, man, and I I didn't know how it was for for you guys that are, you know, born and bred there and that's I mean, if you're good at it, I was thinking like why not? If you if you could make a living doing it at, at an even higher level than it is right now, it'd be awesome. So that's cool, man. I'm going to be rooting for you. And one of the last questions I I had been speaking to a, a coworker um today actually because I told him I was going to be doing this podcast and we were talking about one of the rules in Canadian football. So I thought I'd take this opportunity to have you explain this to us. We were watching a game and there's a kicking rule. It was a weird funky kick where like, I can't remember. It might've been Winnipeg actually. I don't even know who was playing, but they did it. It was like, they were kicking a field goal. He missed. It goes into the end zone. The other team grabs it, kicks it real quick. Then the team that originally kicked it, kicks it back. And it was just a free for all. All of a sudden it's a touchdown. We're like, what? How did that happen? So can you explain the kicking rule so we can get that cleared up, please? Yeah, that, uh, I forget exactly what it's called. Um, so not only is there that, there's also a rouge where a team gets a point if they kick it out of the end zone, if it's a missed I don't know exactly about the rouge too much. But back to your point, um, yeah, that's, that's part of the CFL game that makes it fun. Um, I actually haven't... Uh, had that happen in any games I've played, but we go through it um, every walkthrough right before game day. We practice, um, we practice, you know, those exact situations. So if a team, so it usually happens at the end of the half or the end of the game. So um, if a team kicks and they miss, you can either take a knee in the end zone and give up a couple points or you can kick the ball out. So in kicking the ball out, hopefully the clock will run out of time. So by the time it either gets out of bounds, the game will be over or they'll kick the ball deep back to the other team further away from where they were before. And then that team who originally kicked it gets it back. They can either try and run it in or kick it back, which is what happened. And then when they kick it back, they could jump on the kick like a onside kick and score like that, which is what I believe what you described. Or it could go back and forth a few more, <laughs> a few more times. Uh, yeah, the kicking game is definitely a huge part of what makes uh, the CFL the CFL because uh, – there's three downs, so special teams is a huge aspect of the game that people don't actually realize too much. Uh, yeah, special teams is just it's it's just as much as part of the game as uh, offense and defense. You know, you have a good long good kicker to be a good team. So for sure, man. Well, I appreciate you breaking it down for me, man. Cause I, I honestly didn't even know about that rule. And then my buddy shows me the YouTube video of it. And I was like, okay, I got to ask this today. Cause we were so confused. I mean, I usually can pick up sports pretty fast. I've been playing my whole entire life, football, basketball, boxing, everything, you know, but I can't, uh, I couldn't figure that one out for the life of me. So I appreciate you breaking it down. And Jacob, man, I, I, I wish you the best of luck as you're going forward in the next Week, I, hope, I, I wish you safe travels. Hope the best for you, man. Keep working hard. Um, I'll be rooting for you. Now I have someone to root for in the Canadian Football League, so that's what's awesome for me is I, I get to meet new people on this podcast, and uh, I'm definitely rooting for you. I'll keep my eye out for you. Um, we'll be, we'll be uh, 
rooting for you here in Idaho in the United States here down south, man. So we're going to be, be rooting for you, and I appreciate you joining the show, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, pleasure meeting you as well. Uh, glad uh, glad you learned more about the CFL, and uh, I'm glad to have taught about it. So, uh, yeah, thank you for everything. Thanks for the support. Um, I'll be following you as well. All right, I appreciate it, man. And for all the listeners out there, hope you enjoyed the interview. And uh, you know the drill. Go follow me on iTunes. You can find the podcast there and uh, subscribe so you can get every one of our episodes. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.